You are listening to the FDNY Pro Podcast, featuring members of the New York City Fire Department. We want to share stories from the field, best practices, lessons learned, and help save lives. Welcome to the FDNY Pro Podcast Annual ProFit episode. With us today is firefighter Cameron Peak from Rescue 2. He's been past the reins and is embarking on his first season as the head coach of one of our largest athletic organizations, the FDNY's bravest football team. The fifth coach overall since the team's founding in 1973. Congratulations and welcome. It's great to have you here, Cameron. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. First time guest. Uh, we always start off with a bio. When you come on, where you worked. Uh, yeah, I uh, came on a job in February of 2001. I was in that 14-weeker class, they called it. So I rotated through 275, 133 out in uh, South Jamaica, Queens. Got assigned to 37 engine and with 40 truck on 125th Street. And then from there, I transferred to uh, Squad 252 in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And then 2009, went over to uh, Rescue 2 in Brooklyn. All right, good. Let's get into the football piece. Like we said in the uh, intro, it's our largest sports organization <laughs> yeah. for sure, right? Everybody yep. knows about the team and the Fun City Bowl and everything, the big game against the PD. But why don't we start off with you? Maybe your background in football and yeah. uh, leading up to where you are today. Ended okay. up as the fifth head coach of the team. Played football growing up, played through high school. I started out on the team back in uh, February of 2002. Played from 2002 to 2008. And there we won two national championships back in uh, 2003 and 2008. Once I transferred to rescue in 2009, I kind of stopped playing. You know, my son was born. And uh, I took a break, I guess, from playing. You know, I was getting a little older. So you say in 2002, the FDNY Bravest team won, won the national. Yeah, so we won a national championship, the team's first ever national championship in 2003. Played uh, LAPD, I think, that year. It was a uh, final score. It was like 38-37. And then we won again in eight. So we had, we've had a few national championship appearances. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but you have two, two wins. As a player, I had two wins. When I came back, started coaching again. We won in 17 you know, now we're trying to, you know, win another. Uh, we also have a championship in 2011, so we won four of them overall. I'm going to talk about the league a little bit, just because there are a lot of people that don't know. But, you know, it's a full contact league. The team is serious. You know, the Bravest football is a competitive semi-pro team with a full coaching staff and a roster of approximately 70 players, give Sorry, or take. Yeah, about 70. I think last year we, we carried 68, but usually right, right around 70. Right, right. You hold tryouts each season in February. Yeah, uh, we actually I know have you're going to be doing them this week. Tuesday and Thursday is usually the days we practice and do tryouts. Okay. Yep. If this does come out in February, there might be uh, still an opportunity if somebody wanted to jump in there. You come said on. those first few practices. Is, yeah, right? absolutely. Come on down. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 to 1. You know, you can follow us on all our social media. All the information is right on there. And this is open to all FDMI members. Fire, Fire F- EMS. EMS. Yes, correct. Yep. Can you tell us a bit about this National Public Safety League? So the league is comprised of about 20 teams throughout the country from the West Coast to Texas, Midwest, you know, New York. We played Chicago PD last year. Got How many times you get on the road each year? Do you? So this year coming up, 2022, we actually have two, two road trips. We're playing the D.C. Generals down in uh, Washington, D.C., and then we're playing the uh, Charlotte Cobras down in Charlotte. Should be a good time. It's all fire, EMS, police, corrections, military. So if you're in the military and have a police MOS or a medical field MOS, firefighter MOS, you can join a league and we can carry, like teams carry active duty personnel from the military. The team has players that have played in the NFL all the way down to like high school football. It's amazing the broad range of uh, talents our members have. Absolutely, definitely a wide range of uh, talent with different players throughout the yeah, league. Yeah, D1 athletes. Yes, you, you, <laughs> and you could kind of tell who's who right from, like I said, people that come down and like you see them move and, and start doing some drills and you can say, all right, that person played somewhere. Yeah, where'd you work? Where'd you work? Right, right. And it's semi-pro. That's amazing, right? Yeah, and you, it's kind of similar. I hear the same thing with a hockey team, right? You know? Yeah, it's very, very competitive. 
Tell us about the coaching staff. Again, like I said, this is a semi-pro team. Tell us about the full-time coaching staff. I think last year it was about 16 of us. I like to have uh, two coaches at every position. So, you know, there's two for the D-backs, two for the D-line, you know, linebacker coaches. Same thing with offense. And then you have uh, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, head coach, and assistant head coach. So we've had coaches who currently coach in college right now. Coach, you know, 20-year coaches in high school. You know, I currently coach at high school right now at Kellenberg uh, out in Long Island. And most of the coaches are former players on the team or played somewhere else. College, FDNY football, you know, were on the job, on the team, came back as coaches like me and yeah. love the game, love the, you know, love the team. Yeah, I'm sure you had some long-standing members as well, right? Yes. The founding coach, Pudgy Wall, started the team in 73, and I think he stayed on, the, you know, as the head coach till, till like, mid-90s or something like that. And then John Rosati just got out. He, uh, you know, he, he was the head coach for 10 years and coached the defense and in the position before that and played before that. And, and members stay around, yeah. Yeah, the members definitely stay around. The coaches stay around, you know, yeah. from, from their playing days and they roll right into being a coach. Yeah, Pudgy Walsh, right? I, I did the uh, thing at Floyd Benefield when I was coming on. Okay. I went out there. They used to run a training course for the physical. Yep, yep. I actually <laughs> took that, too, through the football team. That was the first time I found out about the football team. When I was trying to get on the job. They were running the, the practices for the physical, and I was like, wow, these are some pretty big people here. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what stands out to that also. It was the first time I was ever in a firehouse also because my friend worked at 225 mm -hmm. who took us out there. Okay. And we, I remember we stopped on the way back and got a taste of the kitchen. I'm like, all right, I can see myself doing this. Nice. <laughs> What I didn't know about the team is just this, the large uh, coaching staff you have and how much goes into these things. And I see in some of the notes, you talked about having drones, getting footage to <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty serious. It's funny because if they had them drones when I played, I, I probably wouldn't have seen the field much. But uh, we have a full coaching staff of about 16 coaches. There's um, a board of directors. We have an alumni association. We have a team doctor. We have a team psychologist because I'm big into the mental game. We have trainers. We have a video crew that film game day. They film practices. We have a drone team that films aerial views. So we basically take the footage and bring it into the film room. You know, we watch film on something called Huddle, and we edit it. And then the coaches can go and, and tag plays. And, and when players are messing up on technique or whatever, they can correct them. And then the players can watch this on off days when they're not at practice. Pretty serious. You had a woman on the team at one point? Yes, we did. Uh, I believe she played wide receiver. I was not affiliated with the team at the time, but yeah, she played for a couple of years, I believe. You know, like I said, we're open to anybody. Anybody can come on down, you know, fire EMS, doesn't matter, you know, and the best players play. Yeah, That's how sure. it's going to be. Now, our job, it's super important to stay fit, but to play on a semi-pro football team shows you going above and beyond typical physical fitness. Can you talk a little bit about the level of physical fitness of some of your players? Yeah, definitely. The job, you know, we have to stay in shape to, to, to do what we do, but um, football shape is totally different. You got to be fast, strong, uh, stamina, quick feet. So it's, it's definitely a different type of in shape. So the players constantly staying in shape year round, but I think getting into the season, they start ramping up their, their training where they're throwing weights around and, and just getting that, that strength together to, to go in and, and play. Because, you know, we're, we're going against teams with, like, the NYPD, they got 300-pound offensive linemen. That's a lot of weight getting leaned on a person, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. It's they have a big pool. They have a big pool too. They have a huge pool. It's about yeah, what it forty thousand strong over there. So you know, yeah, we we're, th when we think we're big and ten thousand, we are across. but not compared to them. Yeah, so and that's I'd why. And I imagine LA, some of the big municipalities also you run into the same yeah, thing. Yeah, right? yeah, LA they, they got LA some County. players. Yeah, LA. Yeah, that's that, they're a big department out there too. So you know, we just. Our team has always been scrappy fighters. We, we rely on our speed and quickness. You can't be a three hundred pound firefighter. You know, just you yeah. can't do it. So yeah, yeah, they don't. So it's definitely a little different.
Yeah, no, that's true. Do you have specific weight training? I can imagine, you know, we also have full-time jobs and families. Like, I, you can only ask so yeah. much. We've had trainers on the team where we tell the players, you know, you have to work out on your own. Might give them a, a workout program regimen, but most most of the, the players to kind of work out, do their own you thing on their own. You have to be a self-starter. Yeah, we don't, we don't have enough time to... to Right. Bringing weight training. We only see them twice a week, so we got to just do football. And twice a week's a, yeah. a pretty big commitment It is, as well. it is. You know, they're out there two, two and a half hours, you know, yeah. and on top of practice, they're watching film on their own at home. So it's a big commitment. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And while we're on the fitness piece, like if somebody said, ah, you know what, they hear this podcast, I'm going to try out next year. Well, obviously follow us on social media so you know when the dates, uh, you know, start running, getting in shape, lifting weights. You got to get in football shape. You can jump online and figure out what, what's the best exercise to do for that position you're looking to, right. to get ready for and, and start now. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a serious league. We've had people come down and like, oh, you know, I played in the touch tackle league or whatever. And they get on the field and they're like, whoa, they're kind of taken back at how, how serious What's, yeah, well, it is. And it's like, what's the average age? Like, I'm, I'm curious about some of your longest standing members and what positions, you know what I mean? And yeah, this, I think he was like, this member was about 45, I think, 46 when he stopped playing. And then we have, the, you know, the probies, the younger generation getting on the job where they're in their early 20s. So anywhere from like early 20s to to mid 40s, probably the average age is like late 20s to early 30s, yeah. I would say. Well, that yeah. makes sense for the job yeah. also. Yeah, too. I, I, when I stopped playing, I was like 32, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Your body tells you the day. Yeah. After. Yeah. Kind of. You start slowing down. You get slower. You realize like. Well, yeah, that's it. Because we get we have a new crop each right, year. Right. Yeah. That, and that's how it is. It's, that's it's, how it's evolution. Yeah. Just like the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, the, the member that came up on the team behind me. You know, I showed them the ways, and then eventually they kind of took my job. And that's that's how it works. <laughs> you know, you get a step slower, and it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. That's what it is. So, like I said, anybody who wants to come on down, don't don't worry about fire EMS where you work. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're a member of the FDNY. You come on down and. Yeah make the team and you're better than a player in front of you, you're going to play. That's yeah, it. That's good. It must be a great time when you go away on these trips. When we go on the trips, they're definitely business trips. We want to go down there and, and, and win a football game first and then, you know, have fun second. But, yeah, the camaraderie is, is unmatched. We have a, a saying on the football team, it's the best firehouse on the job. Everything works hand in hand. Like, football is the ultimate team sport. It's 11 people on a field trying to accomplish one mission. Just like firefighting, you had the engine doing their job, stretching the line, putting water on the fire. You got the truck, the inside team doing searches, looking for life. The outside team making their move in off windows. Just like on an ambulance, you got a partner doing CPR. Everybody's got to be working in conjunction with one another to accomplish one goal. And that's why I love this job, the team. It's, it's the ultimate team sport. Yeah, yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. That's firehouse on the job. <laughs> and, you, you know, you see people from the team all over the job at work, you know, at fires. That's a great part about it, knowing yeah. people all throughout the job. A absolutely. You know, especially if you're a young person coming on the job, it's a great it's way to. So, yes, great way to, you know, be social and network and, you know, you yeah. get to meet people. And people get to, you know, know what kind of person you are and the character and where, yeah, where yeah. you come from, what you stand for. So it's definitely good for that. Yeah, no it's, doubt. it's been, by far, it's been the best decision of my career joining the FDNY football team. I know your season was shut down in 2020 due to COVID, but you came back in 2021. Could you tell us a little bit about that time period? Yeah, that was that was tough being away from football for uh, the 2020 season. We tried to get it going, and, and we just ended up not in good conscience, not having a season. Decided to do the right thing and said it'd be, it wouldn't be in anybody's best interest to play football. And so coming back in 2021 was definitely a challenge. The players have been away for a year. You know. It's a lot of momentum you lose. Yeah, definitely. A lot of players that were coming down in 2020 lost interest. So, you know, we might have lost a few players that probably could have played for the team. And then just the players coming back and just having to get 
get back in that X and O mind frame of the playbook, getting back in physical shape, you know, having that year off is tough. Now you got two years now you got to, you know, work no, on it. Get, for a lot get back of people, in shape. sure. Yeah, so it was definitely hard. It was hard for the coaches too, same thing. You know, we lost a few coaches that decided to step down and walk away from the team. So, yeah, it was definitely a challenge to come back Yeah. 2021. Yeah, well, it's good that you, the team got their momentum back. Yes, absolutely. Thanks. So now you got it going again in 2021, kind of a rebuilding season of sorts? Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't say rebuilding. It was just kind of just getting back into football. For the most part, a lot of the core players came back. The core of the coaching staff remained the same. John Rosati was the head coach. He had been doing it for, you know, 10 years prior to this. So he knew what we had to do to get back on track. And, and John's a great motivator. He was a mentor of mine coming up as a player and a, and a coach. Yeah, he definitely got us pointed back in the right direction. This team suffered a great loss on 9-11. They lost 22 members that day. Since 2021 was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, it had to be a really difficult task to come back from a lost season right into 2021. It was, yeah, it was uh, a 20 20th anniversary. I was on that team back in 2002, right after the uh, Trade Center. The 2001 team lost a lot of members, you know, with the Trade Center. 22 active players on that team that ended up uh, giving the uh, ultimate sacrifice. So in 2002, they were contemplating on uh, having a season. I believe, I remember seeing in the videos, you know, Pudgy Walsh held a meeting and spoke to the team and said, hey, what are we going to do? And, and the players on the team said the best way to honor our, our fallen is to have a 2002 season. So that year, 40 rookies came down that year. I was included, and, you know, we played on that team. So 20 years later, last year, we played the NYPD in the Fun City Bowl this past June. We lost 20 years ago, and this year we ended up winning. So it was kind of like a little bit of payback. It was good. Leading up to that game, this year we had uh, 22 rookies that took a name or grabbed the name of each one of the members we lost and gave a bio at the team luncheon the day before the game of each player and kind of a little bit of history and what that person was about. It was definitely, uh, it, it hit us hard. Like, I, I didn't expect it. And I looked around the room and everybody was crying. You know, it was tough. And I think it was awesome that those players stepped up and did that. And I think I'm going to uh, incorporate that. And going forward now, I'm going to make sure that all of the rookies going forward make sure they, so we remember our fallen. You know, we never yeah. forget those guys. Yeah, it's a great way to keep their memory alive. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so tell us about the Fun City Bowl. I know this year was a great year. I know the team played at MetLife Stadium. So, yeah, we played at uh, MetLife Stadium. It was, it was awesome. Again, 20 years prior, I was a player on the team. We played in Giant Stadium. 20 years later, we were back at the same venue. It was awesome, and this year we ended up winning. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was even better. Ice on the cake. The First Responders Children's Foundation actually sponsored the game. We, you know, we helped raise money for their organization. They helped us, so it was, it was awesome. They put on a great venue for that game. Yeah, that's great. All right, so that's two wins in a row for the Fun City Bowl. Absolutely. How are we looking this season? Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, two wins, hoping to get this three-peat. That would be your first as a head coach? Yeah, it would be my first Fun yeah. City Bowl win as a head coach, obviously. You know, and every year, I don't know if a lot of people know this, we have a trophy from 1973. We pass back and forth, and the head coach's name or the winner gets their name engraved on his trophy. So we've had it the last two years, and I'm sure they won it back, but, we're, you know, we'll, if we have anything to say about it, that's not going to happen. I love so. it. I love that rivalry, right? We had uh, a few years ago for the ProFit episode, we had the oh, running yeah. club. Yeah. Same thing, the NYPD, they have the trophy, it goes back and yeah, forth. Yeah, the, the rivalry is definitely real. It's circling on everybody's calendar, and it seems like practice ramps up another <laughs> notch those two, three weeks leading into that game. We respect them on, on the, uh, you know, out in the streets. You know, they're, they're doing their job. We do our job, but that day, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly a rivalry. Yep. That day. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your home games. They're at the Aviator Sports Center in Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, right? Yep, correct. That's when most of our home games are being played. They're nice family events. Everybody can come on down. Most of the 
the spectators are, are usually family members and friends. We're trying to open up our fan base a lot more. We're trying to get, get our name out there so we get more people at these venues. And how do you get the word out? Do you use social media? Where can people find you? We try to put it on our social media pages. FDNY Bravers Football. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We have a website. We have a great social media team. They put a lot of information out, so everything's on there. That's at FDNY Bravers Football? Yes, correct. And I know those games down at Aviator, I know the team uses the proceeds to raise money for specific yeah. causes. Yep, absolutely. That's why we need fans to come on down. We raise money for the Widows and Orphans Fund, mm -hmm. the Alsace Fund, the Fire Family Transport, numerous, numerous different charities we donate to. Every year it kind of changes, but yeah, we, we're always giving money, and, and, and that's what we're here for. Like, yeah, we're, we're here to play football, but we're raising money for charities, too. We actually played a national championship there back in 2017. Oh, at Bennett? It happened to be in New York that year on the East Coast, so usually it's East Coast or West Coast. That year it happened to be on the East Coast, so it was played at Floyd Bennett, and we ended up beating the LAPD for a national championship there, so it was good. That's awesome. So, yeah, come on down. We hope to see everybody yeah. out there at the games. Yeah, and everybody get that schedule on the social media. Media with yep, Facebook, yep. Instagram, at FDNY Bravest Football, right? Yep, that's it. Yes, sir. The team was founded back in 1973. It's had a ton of history as we just went through and tradition. It's amazing to me you're only the fifth coach. Yeah, the first the first founding head coach was Pudgy Walsh in, in 1973. And from there, Sterling Alves took over the reins. He was my head coach. And then Mike Stackpole took over, John Rosati, and now me. So, yep, that's, well, that's the five. It sounds like you have some good mentors. And, and like everything else, it takes a little while to get your feet under you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I was, you know, I've been around a team. Like John said to me, he was like, you're not new, but you're new. You know, I'm new in this position. So I definitely have to make a name for myself and earn the players' trust. And hopefully we'll take it from there. Yeah, and when you take it from there, do you have a vision? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and, and the players know it. First vision is, uh, you know, we're going to win the Fun City Bowl this year and hopefully move on to become national champions. I plan on carrying on the honor and traditions of this team from, you know, from the 70s right on up to the way I learned them and continue to keep those great traditions. Just go from there. And the kind of coach I'm, I want to be is I want to be a player's coach. You know, at the end of the day, it's about the player. Yeah, winning games is great, but it's about them. You know, we don't coach a sport, we coach a person. I want them to know that I care about them. I love this team. I love the players. And everything's bigger than football. Everybody has something different going on in their life, and, you know, you have to be empathetic to that. But I want them to know that I care about them. You know, I care about my players. And I want them to know that I'm dedicated. I'm hardworking. You know, nobody's going to outwork me. I was taught that early as a coach. You can't be outworked. All right? So that's it. I'm going to be dedicated to the players. My heart's into the team, and I love this team. I love the job. That's awesome, man. Well, it sounds like they're lucky to have you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I'm lucky to have them. I certainly wish you the best. We'll definitely be pulling for you. We'll see you at the Fun City Bowl. Sounds good. Come on down, everybody. We appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Go Bravest. Go Bravest. All right. Thanks for listening to this edition of the FDNY Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Battalion Chief Brian Mulry. For more training and information from our subject matter experts, go to FDNYPro.org. FDNY Pro is online at FDNYPro.org. Subscribe today and get inside access to the FDNY. Learn more about our publications, professional conferences, and other tools for first responders. Train with New York's Bravest.